Hello, I'm Stephen Allen, and welcome to Stephen Allen Almost Daily. Hello, welcome to another podcast. Well done with how skillfully you downloaded. I have no idea if you did or not. Just realised that jingle wasn't very loud, was it? Which I think means maybe my computer, every time I reboot it these days, is changing the volume settings for one of the sound cards. Hang on, let's go into carts, which should be at... Oh, no, no, it's still at the right... Okay, mate. Did I not fade it up? Actually, I didn't. Good point. Well made. Um, so that's that solved that one, didn't it? The fader wasn't up. I mean, honestly, sometimes showing you behind, showing you how the sausage is made is uh, it's thrilling, isn't it? Um, although, look at that one. That one actually has gone down to 25%. Uh, put you back up there. Um, welcome along to a podcast, which is basically me going through various settings on the computer by the looks of it. Um, I'm sure there must be more that we're offering other than that. Actually, I say I'm sure. It's difficult to tell, isn't it? But what's the big news from the shed? I was going to tell you about the fact that I bought some moisture traps for the shed studio. It's, there's no problem with moisture in here. I don't even get condensation on the back of the window, which you do in some houses. But I've got a problem at the moment where I keep buying stuff for the shed from Amazon for no good reason. Honestly, it's borderline, like maybe I do need to seek help. Some sort of therapy. You can probably buy that on Amazon, can't you? So uh, we'll crack on and do a radio show. We went through the newspapers. We did a radio show. We trimmed out all the rest of it. And it came out like in, in podcast form like this. So good opening to the show. Welcome along to a broadcast that should include something about Gordon Ramsay. That's not that difficult these days. He seems to be in the news quite a lot. He's probably flogging something. AI update anyone? Nah, because it'll be depressing. But we'll talk about that. Planet naming. It's now controversial, which I'm surprised at because not that many other. I mean, if anything, we're unnaming planets, aren't we? Pluto used to be one when I was growing up, and now it's not. So maybe just get over that. We'll find out what that's about. And if you're worried about oil details, how very 90s to be talking about oil. Uh, all of that lies ahead of us like a show. Gordon Ramsay's in the news as well. Gordon Ramsay, it says here, may. See, I'm going to read it word for word from the newspaper. Gordon Ramsay may have just had his sixth child, but he's now launching his seventh burger restaurant. The way they've written that sounds like, what's in those burgers? Um, the chef, 56, is opening up Gordon Ramsay's burger at the Flamingo in Sin City. Just a couple of hundred metres away from another one of his eateries, Hell's Kitchens at Caesar's Palace. He's doing right for himself, isn't he? I like the idea of Gordon Ramsay opening up eateries in, um, in Vegas. You actually don't need to be good at, at food to do Vegas, do you? Like, you could cook stuff where you don't get a very good hygiene rating, maybe like two on a hygiene rating scale, where loads of people have been to your restaurant and had salmonella, listeria, all the classics, and people would still eat there because it's Vegas and they like to gamble. So, you know what I mean? Here's one or two for you, actually, in this one. They're kind of planetary news, but one's about Venus flytraps, but it's got the word in it. Venus flytrap sales have increased by 2,000% since the John Lewis advert, and I just feel sorry for the flies, because they're minding their own business, and then John Lewis makes an advert, and now they're all going to get eaten. Rough. But actual space news, an expert has said that the naming of planetary features is sexist. Research shows that fewer than 2% of craters on Mars or the Moon have been named after women. And, I mean, firstly, would you take that as a compliment? If I said to you, all right, darling, I'm going to name something after you, yeah, a crater. It's, that, it's more of a threat, isn't it? But the Open University's Annie Lennox, not hurt that one, said the male biased culture of naming features inherently disadvantages women. That is so true. One of the advantages that I get, the privileges that I have as a man, and I believe I am one, 
is that every day I realise other men have their names used to describe craters. Oh, what a head start. What an, I mean, exactly. I'm not starting from Grand Zero, am I? Here's my advantage. I jump out of bed in the morning thinking, oh, other men have had their names used to describe craters. Oh, and with a head start like that, no wonder society is so biased. So finally, we are getting around to fixing the real problems in this society. Um, quick question. If you could name a planet, let's say that. If you could name a planet, what would you name it? I mean, you, you can't. This is not the giveaway we're doing on this podcast show thing. But if you could name a planet, what would you do? Tweets to at Mr. Stephen Allen. All right. Oil news. Uh, thankfully, not that other kind of oil. It's um, olive oil. The nice one. It's not the one that you go to war over. Have there ever been a war over olive oil? It seems like it'd be a really small scale one, but the cooking would be amazing. Crooks are stealing olive oil on an industrial scale because the prices have soared. There's been a series of droughts and heat waves. We might have covered this on shortage of the day. But now it means supply and demand means that the price of, of cooking oil, of olive oil, has gone up. And now criminals are getting involved. It is exactly like the other oil, isn't it? Like OPEC gets involved, changes the price, then wars and all that kicks off. Now the kitchen staple has been dubbed green gold after the crops were devastated. It's Spain, Italy, Greece, all of these, seeing criminal olive oil rings. And the problem with olive oil criminals is uh, you, if you even if you do catch one, they'll just whoosh, straight out of your hands. Oh, slippery. That's the that's a mental image that no one needed. This, I don't know if this is the worst, most depressing news story I've seen for ages. It won't seem like it when I read it out, but bear with. House hunters can now search for their dream home based on how close it is to a pub. Zoopla have teamed up with UseYourLocal.com, which encourages Brits to support their local inns. But imagine having a conversation when someone says, oh, why did you buy that house? And you're not saying it's because of the schools, because of the transport, it's because of the fact you can add a lot to it and add value. None of these. Because you're saying, it's just really near a pub. You're giving away the fact you've got a problem there, aren't you? And not only, like, hey, drink if you want, but the idea that you can't be bothered to walk to one, it's even worse. I do want a drink. I do not want to burn off any calories on the way home. So uh, it's a perfect ass for me. Plus, supermarkets are in the news. Supermarket bosses hope to end the frustration of self-service checkouts by bringing in what they call magic tills. I hope they're not basing it on magic, because I can see a problem already, but Tesco is already using the no-scan cash register. Hey, It uses sensors and cameras to calculate what's in your shopping basket. Groceries appear on... The, I'm amazed by this. Groceries appear on the screen immediately, with no need to fumble for barcodes. Punters can even pack their bags as they shop without getting, uh, without getting anything out again. How on earth? It is in magic. Customers understandably get frustrated with tills, says one spokesman, ah, and I'm really good at them. But the idea that it will just no. Here's the thing I worry about, though. Have you ever done that thing where you go to one shop and then you go in another shop carrying a bag with the things you've just bought and you're a bit worried because you could have bought it in there? Like, I, newspaper's my big problem. You go to WH Smith, buy a newspaper, pop into Tesco, and you think, I hope they don't think I've bought this newspaper here. If you take one bag to about 15 different shops, and it scans you. You could accidentally bankrupt yourself. So, you know, watch out. I've not really been watching too much uh, TV in general, let alone reality TV. So trying to do the I'm a Celebrity Watch is difficult. I'll have to get the jingles back from last year. I made some, didn't I? Why did I waste the time? But according to the newspapers, Frankie de Tori's in one of them. 
uh, in I'm a Celebrity. And he says, he, it's what it says here. He confessed his campmates will have to get used to his mood swings. I got a problem with that already. No, no. I think if you go through life thinking other people should make way for your mood, you're the problem. Oh, yeah. Other people don't have a responsibility to put up with your mood. You have the responsibility to not let your mood impact other people, you selfish little... Oh, it's interesting, isn't it? Um, the Jockey, 52, is set to be a late entry at the end of the week with boxer Tony uh, Bellew. Yeah, what is a plan, Frankie? Why don't you upset a boxer who's 12 years younger than you? Yeah, see how he puts up with your moods, wallop. Um, I might actually tune in if that's going to happen. Right, so that's the end of the broadcast part. You probably you'll really, you can feel the join. Um, because, although we could have talked about this, but AI means that 9 million workers could enjoy a four-day week. It's bizarre, isn't it, that AI goes through an interesting news story. It's going to ruin exams, it's going to kill us all, and now it means, oh, sit back, relax. But it only means, it's weird, isn't it, when AI means it's a four-day week, that's great. When the Labour Party in the 70s caused a four-day week, not so good, weird. Um, but there are two stories here. You probably realise why I didn't broadcast them. One, I think, is a fair point. Only Fools and Horses star Sue Holderness says that she still hears co-star John Chalice's voice two years after he died. You know, the Marlene, that voice. Does she know what repeats are? Because she might... Someone's left flipping gold TV or whatever it's called, UK TV gold, and she is absolutely bricking it. And then the story of a gimp that says that latex lovers are like Hell's Angels uh, bikers and they can be a force for good. The self-proclaimed Gimp Man of Essex spoke out to defend them after the Somerset Gimp was convicted and banned for crawling, wriggling and writhing on the ground last month. Um, yeah, I mean, to be fair, the fight's a fine line between a Gimp and Black Panther. You wear an outfit that covers everything, including your face and mouth, and... You get hit. I don't understand. I mean, it's not really for me. Um, all that latex thing. Imagine if you could sit down on the sofa. If you sit down on a leather sofa while you dress as a gimp. <laughs> Sound like someone's doing balloon animals. I think we're up to date with all of the news that I could find you that's of interest. So we filled your boots. Go off and enjoy your life. Subscribe to this podcast while it's available before it all goes behind a paywall. It clearly won't, will it? And uh, tweet me at Mr. Stephen Allen. Till next time. Thank you for listening to Stephen Allen Almost <clears throat> Daily.